0: Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. My name is Bob Heilig, your host and the founder of Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for the new wave of network marketing leaders that want to make an impact and aren't just building a downline, they're building a better world. Join us each week and learn how to build a profitable network marketing business that gives you complete freedom so that you can give back to the world in an even bigger way. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 108 of the podcast, where I'm going to be sharing with you a special presentation that I did at my big annual event that just happened a little over a month ago called the Impact and Growth Summit. Many of you probably, hopefully, attended or saw that event virtually, but I'm going to be sharing with you what I believe to be a very important message for all of us network marketers in the world. My keynote address was titled, It is the End of Network Marketing as We Know It, and I'm excited. And in this talk, I'm going to really be digging deep into what I see happening right now in the network marketing profession and really present an argument for what I believe each and every one of us needs to do to help transform this profession. Look, I love network marketing. I don't think that's any secret. It's changed my life. I think it is literally the best business model ever created. But at the same time, I also recognize that it is not without its flaws. It's no secret that what we do doesn't have the best reputation from people that are outside of this profession, our family and our friends that have never been a part of it. And I think, look, whether that's just or not, I think here's what we do have to admit is a big part of the problem that we have, a big reason why this profession has a black eye is because we've actually created it. And we've created it by practicing our business in the wrong way, teaching our business and and operating the wrong way. And I think that we are at a pivotal moment in time. I think that the landscape of social media has caused a lot of problems that we have today. I still think social media is the greatest tool ever if we use it the right way. But in any event, I wanna share this with you on the podcast, because for those of you that didn't hear me give this uh, training, I think it's an important talk. So I'm excited to share it with you. But before we get into the recording of that, I wanna talk to you a little bit about the event. You know, I promised you a couple of episodes ago, that I would share with you what my biggest takeaway, my personal aha moment from the event was, and uh, it may not it may be something that you wouldn't expect, and I want to share this with you because. I really believe that my story as it relates to my own growth and development, because, you know, the one thing that I acknowledge is, you know, I'm still growing and I'm still trying to push past what's comfortable for me. And, you know, I know my job as a leader, you know, in that I'm leading a lot of you that are listening to this podcast every week. Is that the moment that I stop growing and think that I've arrived is the moment that I limit my ability to lead all of you. So, so I'm constantly working on myself is the point, but let me kind of paint a little background here to this picture. So this event, the impact and growth summit was actually, it was the fourth big event, like annual event that I've ever thrown. It started all the way back in 2016, like 16, 17, 18. Yeah, fourth, I can't even keep track of time anymore. It was the fourth year I did a big event. Started out an event I did in Philadelphia called the Breakthrough Academy. I mean, that was like literally a little stage about 10 foot by 10 foot with these two cheesy banners that I bought. And I literally set up the whole meeting myself. I was printing up name badges an hour before it started. I had no employees. I mean, I didn't even know what this thing was at that point. But each year it started to get a little bit bigger. And, you know, I, one of the things that I love doing the most is I love being on stage because I love the, connection that I get speaking in front of a live crowd where I can see people and I it just helps me really understand the importance of the work that I do with you know a lot of times I'm filming podcasts and videos and I'm just not I'm not always connected to the impact that I'm making and so I love live events because it's interesting and, and as a lot of you know one of my biggest fears most of my life has been public speaking so The fact that the thing that I feel called to do the most is the thing that I feared most of my life is kind of crazy, but I love being on stage. But there's always been this thing that I I bothered me where I got to the point where I could get on stage and I could deliver a training and I could kind of be myself to a point. But there was one part of me coming out on stage that always felt really uncomfortable for me. And it sounds kind of silly, but just go with me on this. In my own personal life, my wife would tell you, there's not a lot of people that know me in this way, but I'm actually like really like playful and silly. And like one of the things that I love doing when I'm at home and I just feel comfortable is I love just like singing and dancing. And my wife thinks I'm crazy because I'll just like randomly, I'll just sing things that I do through the house. And now with my son, I'm like an extra goofball because I want to be goofy for him. But I just, I love music. I love dancing. I love moving. Look, I'm not good. Like, let's just get that out there right now. I am not a great dancer. I know like just enough moves to like make you think for a minute, I know what I'm doing. But if you watch me too long, you're like, yeah, he's doing the same move over. You know what I'm saying? But I love it. I enjoy it. Like part of it, my spirit gets lifted up when I'm listening to music and I'm moving and I'm dancing. But I've always struggled with, um, and we go to this idea of comparing ourselves. I always would watch these speakers that I admired that could come out on stage And like just with this incredible presence of owning the room and dancing and jumping around and being their selves. And and I always felt really afraid to do that. When I came out on stage, I always had this thought like play music and dance, but it made me so uncomfortable. And so it was so scary for me. So I would always come out on stage and it would be like this kind of like reserved version of myself. And I I would only do what I felt comfortable to, but I would never push past that. And it it bothered me. And what's interesting is I think the things that bother us, the areas of our life where we feel stuck, we feel stuck for a reason because it's kind of our soul's way of telling us that we've stopped growing, that there's another level to go to. And I teach this to you, but I wasn't really listening to it. And so I did the event last year, the Impact and Growth Summit, and we had a guest and his name was Brock Johnson. And Brock had this segment where... He came out on stage and Brock's like a young guy and he's known, he does all these like silly like dances on his stories and people love him for it. We had Brock come out on stage and we had him um, actually do a teach the whole audience a dance. Well, it was kind of an impromptu thing. We weren't planning it. And my good friend Megan, who a lot of you, uh, if you've gone to the event, she's the MC, Brock pulled Megan out on stage and this wasn't planned. And literally the second that I saw it happening, I like hid in the back, uh, like hid from everybody. I had this, like, there's no way I'm going out on stage and they're going to make me dance in front of 300 people. I mean, I was like deathly afraid. Some of you can relate like to what I'm saying right now. Maybe it's not dancing for you, but it might just be speaking. And I was like, I was running away from it. Well, this year we had an idea. And I was going to do this big kind of like, you know, I was like, well, what if we did this? Brock was speaking again. And what if we had Brock, you know, teach another dance, but in the back of my mind, what if I just kind of like practiced the dance, right? Like I knew what the dance was ahead of time. And uh, I practiced it for like a month so that I knew it and I felt comfortable. And then like we did this act where he brought me out on stage and I kind of reluctantly did it. And then all of a sudden I just like crushed it, right? And that was like my way of being like, okay, well, I'll do it. But here's the thing. I was only doing it in the context of me still being in control. And this is an important part of this message here because the more I thought about it, because you know, I've been learning you know, I've been teaching a lot. You, you, you know, you've been listening to this podcast. You know I've been really going deep on the mindset stuff, working on my own mindset, talking to you about how your need to constantly be in control all the time is robbing you of the passion and joy that you want in life because passion and joy and fulfillment live in the realm of uncertainty. And when you're in the realm of uncertainty, you can't be in control. That's what's so scary about it. But that's where growth is. That's where passion, that's where joy is. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, this is not really serving me or my audience. So I had this crazy idea and look, you this you don't understand how big of a deal this was for me. I just decided, you know what? I don't even want to know what the dance is. I don't even want to see it. I literally I am going to just embrace uncertainty. I'm going to let Brock bring me out on stage with Megan and I'm going to do the dance and I'm going to make a fool of myself 99% chance, but you want to know what? I don't care. Because I know in order for me to grow, in order for me to go to that next level, in order for me to find that passion, like I really wanted to feel like when I was on stage, like I am being myself. Love me or leave me. Here I am. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm being goofy. I'm being silly. I'm like, I just like maybe this will help. And we went through the process. And I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a great success story to share with you. Brock bought me, brought me out on stage. I did the thing. I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. If you have kids, it was called, it's called the shoot dance where you literally, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of doing it here now. You're kicking your leg and you're, you know, you're, you're kicking your leg and you're hopping up and down and you're doing your, well, I don't know. I couldn't stand still. I kept going backwards and you're not supposed to go backwards. I almost fell off the stage at one point. And then another point I was alternating my hands. I I don't, and, and you're not supposed to, I mean, it was hilarious, but I did it. And this was a major breakthrough for me. And, and here's where this really, really became a huge aha moment for me. That night we had a party. And I had a couple of people come up to me, like people that were following me for a while that have like been there since the early days that really know who like the real Bob is. And they both said basically the same thing to me. They said, you want to know what my biggest takeaway has been of this event? Seeing you dance on stage. And they both basically said to me, and the reason why I say that is because the old Bob that I, the Breakthrough Academy Bob, that first event that I went to that was, everything was polished and a nice suit and the hair was perfect and the words were great and the PowerPoint was on, you know, everything was there. That Bob would have never have put himself in the position to do what this Bob that I saw today did. And they said, you want to know why this impacted me? Because what it showed me is that I have to be willing to continue to push past what's comfortable for me. And the other thing it reminded me of is that I'm not – that I need to make sure I'm having fun and I'm enjoying the process and that I'm not afraid to look stupid in front of people and that resonated with me so much and it was an affirmation of something that i always knew deep down inside that look if we're just willing to embrace uncertainty and 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 you know the uncomfortable of what might happen and just follow our heart and what what we're being pulled towards i've like i've always wanted to do something like that i just never felt like i could i was too afraid and i did it And it created a breakthrough for me. And the next day, you want to talk about like a windfall the next day. Okay. Now, mind you, this is the guy from going last year. I wouldn't even have done a stupid little dance on stage for a minute, scared to death out of me. I couldn't even barely move like other than just like pumping my fist, walking out when I was introduced. The next day I did a freaking dance party during one of my segments. I had the DJ crank up uh, Beyonce, uh, single ladies. And I literally brought Megan and my friend Mike out on stage and we were danced. Like I was full blown dancing. Like I was in the shower in my underwear in front of my son. I didn't care. I got off the stage at one point, got in the middle of a dance circle. Like, who am I? I'm like, I was just so caught up in the moment and at the end of the day, we did this big closing rendition where I had, um, I had them play Sweet Caroline, and I'm running through the audience singing on a microphone. Like if any of you saw it, hopefully I didn't look too ridiculous and it embarrassed myself. But I'll tell you this, I've never had more fun at an event in my life. I've never felt more at home. I've never felt more comfortable in my own skin because I finally was just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to be myself. And I owned it. And the power that I found inside that moment was truly freeing. It was life-changing to me. It really was. And I'm sharing this with you because I really want you to think about. You know, where are the areas of your life where you're still holding back? What are the things that your heart is pulling you towards? And I, I want you to know that that's happening for a reason. So, um, so anyway, so that's, that's my little rant. That's my takeaway. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, but trust me, it'll be worth it. But I just want to say thank you to all of you that were a part of that event. You know, what, what I did, the breakthrough that I had, would not have been possible if not for the love that I felt in the room that day and from the people that were watching online. And it is only because of that love and support that it allowed me to finally be able to truly be myself. So for that, I am forever grateful to all of you. So, But with that, let me shift gears. I want to share this with you. This is my keynote from the event. It is the segment that I got some of the greatest feedback from, the end of network marketing as we know it. This is kind of my credo or mission for how we can uplift and change this profession for the better. So I'm going to kick it over to that and then I'll check back with you when we're done here. That took way more energy than I thought it would have out of me. How's everybody doing? Man, I'm sitting back there. I'm like, y'all need to get the energy up. I felt like I was, there was like a golf match going on. People are like, very nice. Like, you're looking at the person. Is this person going to be excited? Because I'm not going to be excited. They're going to be excited. I don't want to feel weird. Listen, thank you. Feel weird. Be weird. You are weird. You're here. Some of you did some pretty crazy things to get here this weekend. Who made a sacrifice being here today? And I can barely see it, but I see a lot of hands up. Listen, y'all got to get excited. And by the way, I literally never say the word y'all, but I promise you I will say it all weekend this weekend. (laughs) I'm a chameleon, I'm a network marketer. But I am excited to be here. And uh, I'm going to give my Sarah. Sarah a round of applause. If you see anything happening on Instagram that looks even moderately cool, it's because of Sarah. It's not because of me. So, anyway, I'm excited to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for you because this weekend is really, really about transformation for you. And if you are willing to show up and play big this weekend, and that might mean for you, For most of you, getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? Being willing to show up authentically, be vulnerable. I know how hard it is sometimes when you're in a room of several hundred people and some of you don't know a single person or you only know the person sitting next to you. Sometimes it can be a little kind of intimidating, but let me just tell you, and I feel safe in saying this, that you are in the right room if you truly, truly want to make a difference in this world. Because there is so much love and support in this room today. Look, I don't, I don't know all of you, but here's what I know about you because you're here. We all are cut from the same cloth. Yes? We want to make a difference. We want to see people win. This is a safe space for you. And this is what some of you need. Because I'll be honest with you. If you can't get excited about changing your life in this room You sure as heck ain't gonna get it when you leave here today. So use this space as an opportunity for you to push past what is normally comfortable for you. Is that fair enough for me to ask of you? And I promise you the content and the speakers that we have put together for you for the next three days will literally be life-changing if you're willing to play big. So can I get you to buy in? Can you give me a round of applause if you're willing to show up and play big? Because I promise you, as speakers, we're going to give it our all. But I'm excited this morning because I want to start with kind of my keynote. It feels more fancy if I call it a keynote. Is titled, It's the End of Network Marketing as We Know It. And I, I was like, I should come out to REM, but that's like, it's really, I just, I didn't have my dance down for it. And I'm like, I kind of got to dance if I do that. But I want to talk to you about, in my mind, really, I want to address the current state of the profession that we're all part of. And I want to give you my perspective on what I believe I see happening in this industry, this profession. And I want to give you, from my perspective, some advice on how I think all of you can stay ahead of the curve in terms of what's going on. But I want to start off by saying this. I want to talk about timing. I really, truly believe this to be true. It is the best time ever in history for us to be alive, especially as entrepreneurs, The amount of opportunity and abundance that's out there in the world today is literally unrivaled to anything else that we've ever seen. Now, I know a lot of you don't necessarily see the world through that lens. And we're gonna talk about that this morning. But I'll tell you, when it comes to the network marketing profession, think about it. Like what some of you have accomplished over the last three to five years is literally astounding. There are people in this room that have built six-figure, multiple 6 figure some of you seven-figure businesses, you're going to hear from some of these people this weekend today without ever even having to leave their home because of social media and technology. You understand, 10 years ago, that was literally not even a thought. Like, you talk to people that have been involved in this profession for decades, like the all-time greats, The things that they had to do in order to build the business that they have, the amount of miles that they had to travel, the amount of meetings and homes that they had to go to, the amount of money that they had to put up to run hotel meetings and all that type of stuff, right? We didn't have the luxury of having Facebook or social media to just send a message. We didn't have technology like live video that we could just sit there in our Lululemons and go live and just talk to everybody, right? We had to go out there and we had to do the hard work. And And I I think think some of you really kind of take for granted what you have in front of you today and what you've been able to do, the quality of life. And look, for some of you, it hasn't been the big numbers, but it's financial stability for your family, right? It's that extra couple hundred dollars, that extra couple thousand dollars coming in that's giving you that financial peace without you having to really interrupt your lifestyle. Like, I think we really need to start off from a place of gratitude and really acknowledge what we have in front of us. Here's the thing, the last three to five years for some of you have been like a rocket ship. I mean, literally for some of you, it, it's almost felt like you couldn't do anything wrong. It just was like that. And it's because you have been living during the advent of social media and live video technology, right? The timing of that. And some may argue that, you know, hey, things are, you know, that, that's kind of a thing of the past. And I'm gonna actually make the argument that I do believe things are shifting, but by no means does that not mean that we aren't still at very much at the right place at the right time. Because in, the ter- in terms of technology and social media, we're still in the infancy stages. We really, really are. And I really believe that there will be people 50, 100 years from now that will look back and say, I can't believe you were alive then. And you had an opportunity to leverage this stuff before you know, it was what we know it as today. And some of you are squandering this opportunity. Some of you are focusing on such trivial things. It's keeping you from taking advantage of this. And I'm telling you this, this weekend, it is time for you to divorce your old story. And I don't know what that story is for you, whether it's I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy of success, I'm not as this as someone else, pretty, smart, talented. You gotta divorce that story. And this weekend is about helping you step into a new, more empowering story that will help you leave here and change your life if that's what you want it to do. Today, especially, we're going to be digging deep and we're going to be putting you to work. And some of the things that you're going to be doing, you may not love, like us, but you're going to love us when you see what it does in your life. Well, let's talk about social media. So if you haven't noticed, things are kind of changing on social media. Have you noticed that? Especially with Facebook? See, I believe that we're undergoing a fundamental shift right now, even though we are very early in the evolution of social media, we're going through a shift right now. And some of you are seeing this show up every day in your business. How many people here, if you're honest, have seen diminished marketing efforts on Facebook in the last year compared to what you've done in previous years? Some of the strategies that you were using aren't working as well. Maybe your videos are not getting as much views you're not getting as much attention and you're not seeing as many results. Some of you have left Facebook. You've gone to other platforms, Instagram, you know, LinkedIn. I'm gonna be teaching you LinkedIn. You're gonna learn a lot about what's working today. And, there, and by no means is there like not still an opportunity on Facebook, but things are changing. And I'll tell you, here's where a lot of you are starting to run into a problem. You've had an almost complete dependence on Facebook for building your business. You've relied almost a hundred percent on Facebook to determine the success or failure of your business. And some of you have created amazing success, but now that things are changing, you're really starting to hit a wall and it's starting to be concerning to you. Here's what I'm here to tell you. The days of the post and pray strategy of building your business are over. (laughs) And y'all know this is, some of you look like that, right? You just sit there in the morning and you put that post up there and you're like, God, please, somebody just respond. Message me. I want to join your business. Right? That's, some of you look like that. Those days are over. The days of just all day long posting about your products and services, beating people into submission to buy, spamming people's inboxes, using the copy and paste method of prospecting, right? Sending links. I get the, how many people get these messages on Instagram's like notorious for this now? Hey, thanks for, I don't know who you are. Thanks for liking my picture. But if you ever need anybody that needs this product, here's my link. Yeah. Those days are over. You got, you see, if you're, I'm going to just give all of you the benefit of the doubt. Because maybe you just somehow have managed to not know any better. Maybe you haven't watched any of my videos or, you know, Frazier and Rob are going to be here today. You've never seen them teach Facebook, but those days are over. And I'll tell you, you have a responsibility as an entrepreneur to figure out what's working. Now, you're going to learn today. That's why, or that's why you're here. But we have to acknowledge that things are changing. People are getting sick of it. It's like white noise. And as a matter of fact, most people are not even seeing the stuff that you're doing. So you're just completely wasting your time. Some of you are like, Bob, that's why we went to Instagram. I'm like, great. I love Instagram. Instagram is like my favorite thing on social media. But I also got news for you. If you think the same thing that happened on Facebook isn't going to happen on Instagram at some point, you understand Facebook owns Instagram. Do you understand the person that created the Facebook algorithm, which keeps people from seeing your stuff is now running the algorithm for Instagram. You don't think that they're going to start stacking the deck. They want to make it harder for you to get your stuff in front of people because why do you think they want to do that? Because they want money. They want you to pay for ads. They want you to have business accounts. So look, I don't care what social platform you're on. There's going to be a period of time where there's an opportunity where you can get away with lazy marketing practices, but eventually you're going to have to be better. And that's why you're here. That's the reason why you're a student. I'm hoping that this is going to be a light bulb moment for some of you. See, here's the key. It's not going to change unless we change. See, here's the way you win on Facebook today. You change the way that you show up on Facebook every day. Here's the way that you win on any social media platform. I don't care what it is. You change the strategies. You be different. You be better. Look, is it a, it's not a secret that a lot of people that are not in this room, your friends and family, people that are not in your business, they don't necessarily look that favorably on what you do. Can we all agree, network marketing, and listen, right or wrong, I mean, it's mostly it's out of ignorance, but it is what it is. It is an obstacle that we have to face. And I wanna let you know this. Most of that is a self-imposed problem. We created that problem by the way that we do business. And there's never been a bigger culprit than social media. I'm telling you this right now, the number one reason why the people you know don't want to join your business is the way that you act on Facebook. Because they don't want to do what they see you doing. This is why I believe social media is both the best thing that has ever happened to this profession and the worst thing at the same time. If it's used the right way, it's the best. I say it like this. People don't look down on network marketing. They don't even understand what it is. They look down on network marketers and that's where you have an opportunity to be different. But I love, this is what I, here's what I see happening. Cause I, you know, I have the good fortune of getting to work with a lot of companies and what I see happening is stuff like this. And, and listen, if you don't know me, most of you do, if you don't know me, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not the one that's going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to just tell you what you need to hear if you want to be successful. Sometimes I might challenge you and sometimes I might step on toes and I don't mean to do it, but know that I only do it from a place of love and compassion and a genuine desire to want to see you win. I want to show up big for you because I really, really want to see your life change. You deserve to live the life that you want to live. But here's what I see happening. I see all these people and all these companies, they think, well, you know what? If we don't call it network marketing, maybe we won't have that problem. Oh, we're not network marketing. We're blah, 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 blah. We're social, blah, blah, blah. I don't, whatever, insert the word. People want to come up with all these fancy things. We're a virtual franchise system, (laughs) right? You want to come up with all these, and look, you call it what you want, but I got news for you. If you don't change the way you build your business, it's only gonna be a matter of time before your thing has a black eye. Before people are like, oh, that's not good either. You can't put lipstick on a pig and not have it still be a pig. (laughs) You've got to fundamentally change the way that we think about this profession, the way that we teach this profession, and the way that we embody this profession. Here's the thing that I believe. You want to change the way that people look at you and what you do? You need to change the way that you look at them. See, transformation starts from the inside. Here's what I've learned, and I'm sure you've probably figured this out. If not, this would be a good thing to know. You can't change people. As hard as you want to try, you cannot change people. As a matter of fact, the harder you try to dig in your heels and defend what you have and change people, the more resistant they become to change. And in my experience, there are very few things that are a bigger waste of your time and energy than trying to defend the profession of network marketing to somebody who is negative on it. But this is what we do. You want to know how you change people? You change yourself. You change how you are in relation to them. And that is what facilitates change the fastest. So here's what I'm talking about. When you see people, do you see dollar signs? Do you have with what my my good friend who's backstage, who you're going to hear from next, Nadia Milton calls commission breath? Because guess what? People can smell that from a mile away. Do you see people just as a way for you to get another dollar, another customer, another recruit? They're just a number on your downline report. They're just a way for you to get another rank advancement. Are you only focused on yourself? Are you stuck in your story of not enough and fear, only thinking about yourself, not taking action, Or are you truly looking at what you have as a way to transform and change someone else's life? Are you looking at people just like you as living, breathing human beings that have hopes and dreams for their lives, challenges, fears, just like you? Do you view what you do as a way to impact and give or just get? Because this is a big problem for a lot of you. And I'll tell you, all of this, like everything that I'm sharing with you here today, it all stems from something that I really believe to be is the biggest problem that we face, the biggest challenge, right? Because the problems are challenges for us. But here's the thing that is plaguing this profession and causing a lot of what's happening here. Scarcity. The biggest problem that we have inside this profession right now is scarcity. And scarcity is the mindset or the belief that there will never be enough. That as a result, all of our thoughts and actions come from a place of lack. Now, some of you may not have identified that this is where your issues are coming from. So when we talk about not enough, there's not enough money. There's not enough time. There's not enough opportunity. You cling to everything you have out of fear of losing it, right? People that have a scarcity mindset, here's what they believe that there's only a limited pie of opportunity that's out there today, and that they've got to fight to get their piece, otherwise they're gonna miss out. And that if you get a piece of the pie, it's at the expense of someone else. See, scarcity makes you feel like you're not enough, like you're not worthy of success. It keeps you from venturing and putting yourself out there. Because listen, when you feel like you're not enough, when that's the story that's playing in your head, are you showing up every day authentically? With courage? Are you doing that? This is the crowd participation part. (laughs) No, right? See, here's the thing about scarcity. We literally, the very thing that we sell to people when they join is based in scarcity. Freedom. Think about it like this. What do we sell people when they join? Freedom. Time freedom. Financial freedom. Someday you're going to be free. Someday when you get that big rank, when you make the money, your life is going to be better. You're going to be happy. You're going to be fulfilled. You won't have any more problems. Let me ask you a question. How many people in here have hit that goal and realize none of that is true? <laughs> you still have problems. You still are not satisfied. You still are not fulfilled. You want to know why? Scarcity. See, here's the interesting thing about freedom. And if you're taking notes, this would probably be a good thing to write down. And I want you to do more than write this down. I want you to think about this when you leave here today. Freedom isn't the ability to do what you want. It's doing what you want. And I'm going to tell you the problem that you have right now. Some of you are stuck in a scarcity mindset, in achievement mode, thinking that the next rank, the next check, the next whatever, when I quit my job, when I pay off the credit card, when I get the car, when I get the this, you're chasing it, putting up with the journey, honestly hating it every step of the way, Thinking that when you finally get there, that's when everything's going to be great. And and then you get there and you don't even give yourself a moment to enjoy it. How many of you have hit that big goal or rank and literally within a minute later, what are you thinking of? What's next? Or we don't allow ourselves to really live and be grateful and be appreciative because, well, what if it goes away? And our immediate thought is either what's next or when's the other shoe gonna drop? We We never experience joy in the process because joy is one of the scariest and most vulnerable emotions that you'll ever have. And scarcity will not allow you to experience that. So freedom is not the ability to do what you want. It's choosing, I am doing what I want. Now, here's where that comes from. Inside of you, it's available to you at any moment. Look, I'm telling you, there are people that are very wealthy in this profession that are miserable, that are still bringing themselves every day going through the motions. Here's the reason why. They're looking at their business through the wrong lens. When you are stuck in the scarcity, always achieving more mindset, it is a never ending race for more that will leave you feeling completely unfulfilled in your life. And it is also the surest fire way to burn out. I can't tell you how many times I've coached, got on the phone, people very successful in this business. And they basically say to me, they say, Bob, I feel bad even saying this because I've on a financial level, I've had such success. Like our, My life has been changed, but I'm not excited about what I do anymore. I can't get fired up about it. I'm going through the motions. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. And when, when I dig a little deeper, what I always find out is this is that this is somebody that has always lacked a greater sense of purpose for the work that they do. That they viewed their business just as a way for them to get more, to solve their own problems. You know, a lot of times when you dig deep, these people have really stopped pushing themselves and growing. You know, fulfillment comes from growth. You stop growing and you stop pushing, you will not be fulfilled. Sometimes good becomes the enemy of great. And the other side of it is this is if you are purpose-driven in your business. If you look at network marketing not as just a means for you to get. And listen, there's nothing wrong with getting. You, every single one of you, I would argue, has a responsibility to become wealthy beyond your wildest imagination. And you want to know why? Because you are the person that will actually do something that makes a difference with that wealth. All money does is make you more of who you are. If you're a creep, you make a lot of money, you're a bigger creep. (laughs) And look, we don't have to look very far than Facebook to see the big creeps that are out there today. But if you're somebody that truly comes from a place of love and service and giving, that's driven by purpose, that genuinely wants to make a difference in the lives of others, when you make a lot of money, you now have the means and a platform to make a massive difference in the world this is the reason why I love network marketing above and beyond any other business that's out there today. But I want you to understand this thing about freedom because the minute you say you don't have it, you are operating from scarcity. You have to listen. Some of you have to choose your business. Stop fighting it. Stop looking. Some of you, this is what you do. Oh, I got to do that again today. I got a prospect today. I got to do a video again. I got to do this. Listen, when, you're, when, you, when you get what I'm sharing with you here this morning, when you get a, a bigger vision of why you're here, when you know that, listen, it's not a mistake that you are in this room. Look, when I first sat in one of these rooms, here's what I truly believe to be true. That God directed every single step of my life every challenge, every struggle, everything I hated, all prepared me to be in the room that I was in. And I truly believed, even though I didn't see it around me, that I was like, man, I'm broke. I'm living on a friend's couch, right? I was driving one of those cars when I first started network marketing. I drove one of those cars that I used to park across the street from the meeting So nobody saw me walking up, right? That's where I was. But I, deep down inside, I believe that there was a bigger reason why I was here. And I don't know every single one of you, but here's what I know about you. You would not have made the sacrifice to be in this room or watching on the live stream. I can't forget about our live stream attendees. You wouldn't have made the sacrifice to be here if deep down inside you didn't know or believe that there was more out there for you, that there was a bigger purpose for your life. And here's the beautiful thing about purpose. When you tap into a deeper sense of meaning, your business and everything you do in it goes from things that you have to do to things that you get to do. Look, I truly believe I get to do this every day. This is a blessing and a gift that I am given the great responsibility to get on a stage and hopefully say something that can inspire at least one of you, to go out and live a bigger life. I genuinely look at, I get to do live videos. I love it. I get the platform. People care enough. Look, even if there's only one person, that one person cared enough to take a couple of minutes out of their day to hear what you have to say. See, this is what purpose and this is what meaning does for your business. But we all have these stories of scarcity and you can insert whatever you want. I'm not whatever enough. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because this is what we're going to talk about later. We've got a great speaker, Mr. Preston Pugmire, who's going to be doing a really intensive workshop on victim mentality. And then I'm going to, with a nice one-two punch this afternoon, we're going to be really digging deep into identity and really uncovering the reason why you're stuck. But we all have these stories. And scarcity becomes an underlying assumption for our life. It literally is the default setting. I want you to, how many of you, okay, be honest. How many of you, when you woke up this morning, the first thought that you thought was, I didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> ah, I didn't get enough sleep. And then what's the next thought that you have? Oh, I don't have enough time. I got to get kids out the door. I, gotta do, I don't have enough time. I didn't get enough sleep. I don't have enough this. We literally go through our life, seeing our life through the lens of scarcity. And here's what it does. It shapes who we believe ourselves to be. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because how many of you understand that whatever you focus on, you attract more of into your life. The mind is a very powerful tool. You're going to learn more about that later today. And here's what makes this even worse, social media. See, why I think scarcity is a bigger problem today than it's ever been is social media. It's the best thing that's ever happened if you know how to use it in a healthy way, it is the worst thing that has ever happened if you tie your self-worth to the amount of followers and likes and views that you get on your posts. Because that's what some of you do. See, social media causes us to live in this world of constant comparison of our lives, our marriages. We're like, man, my kid's not as good looking as their kid. He doesn't do funny stuff like their kid does. We're constantly comparing ourselves to others. And what winds up happening is we, we, we see this unattainable social media perfected life that doesn't exist. And we're constantly measuring ourselves against other people. You're watching other people in your company do videos, and you're like, they're so much better than I am on video. Look, I got, it. I got a piece of advice for you. If there's anybody, on social media, that you are constantly watching their videos and it's causing you to think less of yourself? Can I give you an important piece of advice? Do you kind of know what I'm going to say to you? (laughs) Stop watching their videos. It's a really easy solution. But this is the world we live in today. See, what it also does is it creates this picture of success, of what we think success is, that is totally unattainable, and it causes us to focus on all of the wrong things. Look, some of you at this point might be thinking, because I'm talking a lot about scarcity. And I brought a little, it's kind of, I'll call it my top 10 list here. Can I read off to you some of the things that I just jot down some notes? Because some of you are like, Bob, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'm, how scarcity might, well, I'm going to go through right now. And I just, off the top of my head on the plane right here. Here are common examples of scarcity thinking in this profession. People that tell you this is the way that we've always done it. So we don't change. Fixed thinking. There is, I'm telling you, it is like a cancer in this profession. People that are stuck in this mindset where they don't innovate. You know, the first company that I joined, they're literally still doing the same thing, preaching and teaching the same methods of building a business that they did 25 years ago. And you want to know, you say, well, that's just the way it's always worked. I'm like, that's not the world we live in today. Fixed mindset is scarcity thinking. Always selling and promoting. That's scarcity thinking. Here's a good one. I had one of our students and I use this as an example. I mean, this is a perfect example. She created a training system using some of the training that we taught her. And the company reached out to her and said, hey, we love what you're doing. We think you're doing a great job. We would love to have you share this system with everyone. And she was really excited She's like, she goes, and then I called my upline. And what do you think my upline said to me? No, we don't share our system. Why not? Well, because we don't want everybody else to know what we're doing. That's scarcity. That's limited thinking. That's thinking that if somebody else wins, that it means less opportunity for you. Another example, I'll go, I go all day long on this stuff, by the way. Never allowing yourself to truly feel excited and grateful for people on your team when they win. I'll go even a step further. What about when someone on your team hits a rank that you haven't even hit yet? Do you feel genuinely excited for them or do you feel sad about yourself? Do you view that as a credit to you as a leader or a demerit to you as a leader? That's scarcity thinking. Here's a good one. This has never happened to any of you. Somebody leaves your company and you trash them when they leave. Somebody that was your friend the day before that leaves, that that makes a decision that there is a different and a better path that I want to take. They do it with complete integrity. They don't try to raid your downline. And the minute they leave, you circle the wagons and you trash them to everyone else. That is scarcity. Flashing checks. Payday. Got paid. Look how amazing my life is. I know your life sucks, but here's my vacation. Look, I do this. Right, we all, t- how every one of you is taking that picture where you're on the beach chair and you're like, let me get my feet in the right thing, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, I gotta get the corona there. And I'm like, and you spent a half an hour. To- and you only- know why do you take that picture? Because you just want everybody to know how great your life is. Now, meanwhile, you're fighting with your husband. Shut up, ah! right? It's like the kids are throwing stuff. You're-, you're miserable, but you're like, they gotta think I'm having a good time. <laughs> that scares, I do this. Right, this is scarcity though. <laughs> Limiting what you believe is possible for yourself based off of what you see in front of you today. We'll talk more about that later. Spending time in the past. Are you constantly blaming yourself for what you haven't done? Living in the past? That's scarcity. And sharing recognition and power. So these are just a couple examples of like and I could probably come up with a list of several dozen more. But listen, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we've all been guilty to this at some way, shape, or form. See, here are the myths of scarcity. I'll go through these quick with you. The thing you have to understand is this. Scarcity is a lie. It is a lie. Scarcity comes from unexamined beliefs and thoughts and stories. Most of this happens completely unconsciously. You don't even realize it. Here's the first lie of scarcity. There's not enough. It's this idea that if I win, it's at the expense of someone else. It's completely false. There is complete abundance in the universe if that's the lens that you see it through. Second myth of scarcity is this, more is better. That the solution to your problems and your happiness lies in some rank advancement or some bonus check. It doesn't. It is a constant, never-ending chase for more. And the third myth of scarcity, it's just the way it is. I'm just not a people person, Bob. I'm shy. I'm not a good speaker. It's this idea that it's, we are who we are. It is how it is. I didn't grow up in that world. I don't come from that. It's this idea that you can't change. You can if you start looking at the world differently. So what's the solution? I believe this is another area where our profession needs to be better. Because here's the common, wisdom, the common thinking is that when you talk about scarcity, the very next thing that most people will talk about is, well, here's the solution to scarcity. It's just abundance. And I dealt with this for years. My first two or three years in this profession were challenging, we'll call them. I barely had any success. I really struggled a lot. And my mentor would always say the same thing to me. He would say, Bob, here's your problem. You're not thinking big enough. You got to think bigger. You got to dream bigger. Set bigger goals. You're not like, you're not setting bigger goals. So I would go into ev- every year, I'd set these outrageous goals that would feel totally fake and inauthentic. you would be like, you gotta get your, how many people did the vision board? Right, I had a vision board. And I'm like, Ferrari, Island, like a bikini model. And I'm walking with her in the back. And I'm like, I had it all my, and I looked at every day and I'm like, I-, I just don't see it. I can't see how that's gonna happen. I didn't believe it for myself. And here's what I would do. I'd go into the year excited, I'd take action. And then a couple of weeks later, I'd fizzle out. Because I had this underlying belief that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy of success. And even though sometimes things would happen in front of me that were evidence contrary that, hey, you did do a good job here. I wouldn't notice it because I was only looking for the negative. And when I saw the negative, I would say, see, you're not good enough. And I never even realized this was happening. I wrote the book on self-sabotage. But this was the messaging, scarcity, think bigger. And it's not serving people. See, here's what you have to understand is that the answer is not abundance. The answer is something else. And here's what I believe is the solution to all of what we're talking about. And it's not the only solution, but it's my solution. It's me trying to do my part. It's something that I came up with about a year and a half ago that has quickly become really the mission for my life, that I want to be able to help people use the vehicle of network marketing to go out and change the world in whatever way that might be for you. And about a year and a half ago, I came up with something that I called the legacy leader movement. Do we have any legacy leaders in the room here? Louder, please. You're embarrassing me in front of everybody else. So the legacy leader movement is, think of it this, it's the purpose-driven approach to building your network marketing business. It's based on the foundation of love and service and giving. It's using network marketing as a vehicle. Your business is not part of your identity because that's the thing. Some of your, your identity is rooted in your products and what you're offering people. Your business is a vehicle to help you live out a bigger purpose to your life, which is to help make an impact in the lives of others. And understanding the results that you want will come as a byproduct to your willingness to do that. But here's what the Legacy Leader Movement is founded in. Here is the core message of the teaching that I believe for some of you will completely shift everything in your business. You are enough. And I'm gonna, I I wish I could look at every single one of you in the face and say this, but I really, really want you to be present right now to this moment and these words. You are enough. And I have news for you. Until you adopt this as the prevailing story and belief in your life, you are never going to get what you want. And if you do get what you want, you will not keep it for very long. See, here's what legacy leadership, here's what it teaches people. That the shift is not from scarcity to abundance. Those are two sides of the same coin. The answer to not enough is not having more. The answer to not enough is inside of you. It is acknowledging your own worthiness. See, because here's the thing you have to understand. Abundance will only flow from a deep inner sense of personal worth. If you don't truly have the story in your mind that you are enough, you will self-sabotage. How many people struggle with consistency? No, hello? (laughs) Inconsistency comes from a limiting belief around worthiness. If you've ever asked yourself, I just don't know why I don't do what I know I need to do because you don't think you're worthy of success. Because if you did believe that you were worthy, you would do what you know you needed to do even long after you didn't see the results because you wouldn't tie your own self-worth to whether someone said yes or no to you. You would know that you are worthy in and of yourself whether someone says yes or no. And when you have a more empowering belief that you are enough, when you step into worthiness, that becomes the platform for you to create everything you want in life. Think of it like this. When you take what you have, right? The way I looked at it, when I first started doing videos, I was like, man, I'm not that good and I'm scared, but here's what I'm gonna do. This is what I said to myself. I said, I'm gonna show up every day and I am gonna use what God has given me to the best ability that I have. And I am gonna put it out there. And I know that if I put it out there, that it will grow into more. Look, I don't know your belief system, God, universe, whatever. I respect everybody's belief. But I want you to understand that there is a universal law that you cannot give to someone else what you haven't first given to yourself. And that's part of your problem is you haven't started. Now, look, I get it. It is not an easy thing to change a conversation that you've been having with yourself, some of you, for your entire life. But I want you to understand you can change. And this is what we're going to teach you how to do today. And that's the thing about being enough. What I love about it. It's not an amount. It's an experience. It's a change in a way of thinking. Being enough is inside of you. At any moment, you can acknowledge your own worthiness. At any moment, you can change the way that you look at what you do. Now that doesn't mean that we shouldn't drive or aspire or want more. Because the more you get, the more you can give. But it's this belief that regardless of what happens outside of you, inside of you, you have what you need. And the other thing about the legacy leader movement is it's founded on this idea. That network marketing is really just a character development program with a compensation plan attached to it. This is the core message of what I think makes this teaching different. And understand this is, in my mind, even more needed in the world today. There is such, there is actually a frightening lack of character in the leaders of the world today. And here is where I believe we have, and when I say we, I mean every single one of you in this room, you have a great responsibility in your leadership. You want to know why I love this profession? I don't know of any other business in the world. And there's probably other things where someone can have influence over literally the way that potentially thousands of people in your downline choose to live their life. And here's the opportunity that we have. And here's the mission of the work that I'm doing today. If we cannot just teach people how to make more money, if we can use the vehicle of network marketing and the responsibility and the influence of our leadership to teach them how to live a better life, how to be a better human being, how to be a better version of themselves, that things like love and service and giving are not just things that feel good and sound nice, that they are actually the best business strategy in the world today, that we can stop selling people what we do and we can start selling them why we do it, who we are, People don't, look, if you haven't figured this out, there's a lot of skincare products out there. There's a lot of makeup. There's a lot of nutritional products. And there's only gonna be more and more and more. I swear to God, every single day, a new network marketing company. I was like, somebody, what do you do? I sell beef jerky. I'm like, network no, are marketing beef jerky. They're like, yeah, it's great. I'm sure it is. I have an entire house full of network marketing products. But if you don't understand that you need to differentiate yourself Start standing tall in the mission of the work that you do. Talk more about that. The lives that you want to change. Inspire people. People buy somebody that is on a mission. They want to be a part of something bigger. You know, I just a little, a little side gig. You know, sell makeup on my side, little side gig. No. But do you want to become part of a mission that we have, where we are empowering women to step into the power that they have to change the world, to free themselves, to make an impact, to inspire. You need to start elevating your language, your thinking. You start vibrating differently in the business that you have. Now, some of you are not ready to do that yet because you haven't developed your character. Success is not a matter of doing, it's a matter of being. Who you are being in your business is leadership. Leadership and character development are the same thing. And I'll tell you, here's the secret to success. Be a good person, work hard and don't quit. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Now, obviously there's a little more to it, but this is the underlying foundation here. And look, on Sunday, I'm gonna do a training on helping you increase your influence as a leader. And I'm gonna make the argument that influence is one of, if not the most important characteristics that you can embody as a leader. So we're gonna talk a lot more about character on Sunday, but just understand, here's how I want you to think of character. Character is the outward visible sign of who you are on the inside. It's not your personality. Personality is not substance. Some of you have a great personality. Well, not you, you all are a great character, but some people in the world have a great personality and they look amazing on social media, but they're not really great people. They're not strong in character. How many of you have seen these people come and go? They come into your company. They, you know, they, they kill it for a certain period of time because they're just a great personality and they're, they're good on social media, but they're not strong people of moral fiber and character and integrity. And they come and go. The success doesn't last. See, character is what's on the inside. And I got news for you. Here's where I circle back to social media. You are not going to build character hiding behind your computer screen. You are not going to develop your character posting and praying. You are not going to develop your character only doing things that you feel comfortable to do. Because character is forged through adversity. Character growth comes through the nose. That's the greatest gift that you get in this process is the person that you become. And here are the values that make up legacy leadership. These are the values that guide the mission, love, service, and growth. And I will tell you, and I speak from personal experience, nothing will transform your life more or quicker than living from the foundation of love. Putting love at the center of your business instead of ego and fear and scarcity will literally change your life. Now, here's where a lot of people go wrong. Love is not the way you feel towards people. It's the way you act towards them. The way you act towards other people, the way that you show up. See, when you love yourself, because that's where it starts, when you divorce your old story of not being good enough and unworthiness, and you adopt the belief in the story that you are good enough and that you do have inside of you, and maybe you're not exactly who you need to be yet, but you understand if you can just take what you have and you can put it out there with courage and faith that it will grow to more and you can become the person you need to be to make the impact that you want to make in the world, everything changes for you. So it starts with love. It then starts with service. Now I want you to notice, I put these in this order for a reason. Some of you got this twisted. Some of you think, Bob, I'm gonna just keep growing and then I can serve someday. I just got to watch another video. Hey, hey, I I just found your podcast. I listened to all 100 episodes. I think I'm ready to go talk to somebody, (laughs) right? Another training. Some of you are just getting ready to get ready. You don't do nothing. Here's the secret. Growth comes through you doing something. When you take an action, one of two things happens. You either get the result you want or you get the lesson that you need. And the lessons that you need come from the nose. See, if you start from serving, you don't have to have a huge downline or a big check to serve. It's putting other people's needs in front of your own. And I'll tell you the big problem that we have is there's a lot of self-serving leaders in this profession. You need to adopt the mindset of a servant leader. And when you show up and serve, when you focus on other people, you grow. And this is the formula that can change everything for you. And here's the last thing I'll share with you. I want to share my vision for this profession. And if I can play even the smallest part in shifting things in the direction to make this happen and changing the way that people think about this business, if I, I'll tell you what, my one of my greatest goals this weekend is I want you to leave here not being ashamed of what you do anymore. Not being embarrassed to tell people that you're a network marketer. I want you to leave here being proud of the profession that you have chosen for yourself. Being proud to go out and tell people. And here's my crazy vision. That someday... When somebody says, hey, what do you do? How many of us hate that question? And you say, oh, I'm a, you know, whatever. Instead of your fancy thing that you say, you're just like, yeah, I'm in the network marketing profession. That if that person knows what that means, instead of them kind of cringing and like going and finding somebody else at the party, like, you know, sometimes that happens. That instead of that happening, that they immediately think of the kindest, the most loving and generous person that they know. That what it means to be a network marketer and what I like to call a legacy leader is this is the way not only that that we operate our business, this is the way that we live our life. That we treat people with love and respect regardless of whether they join our business or not. That it's not about that. That it's about using what we have and who we are. To make a difference in the world, because I will tell you without question, the world needs network marketing. They may not know it yet, but they need it. And some of you need to step out of this story of who am I, this imposter syndrome. You need to take the light that you've been given, the person that you are, the gift of being around in a room like this. This is such a gift. And you need to go out there and you need to be that light for someone else. Because what I will tell you is this. Until you're willing to do that, nothing's going to change. And I truly believe with everything in me that that is possible. And you are literally one decision away from changing your life. And I hope that that decision for you happens at some point over this weekend. So thank you, everybody. All right, well, I really hope you love the episode today and the message that I had to share with you from my event, the Impact and Growth Summit. And I really, really hope those words resonated with you. I think it's up to all of us as a community to uplift this profession, to be different, not be one of those spammy, salesy people that we see on social media all the time. Let's be better. Change starts with us. And, uh, just want to express some gratitude for all of you being here and being a part of this movement that we all are creating. So, Hey, if you enjoyed the episode today and the message, shoot me a message on Instagram. Uh, I love, I've been spending more and more time there. So I do respond to every single message. If you liked it, screenshot it, tag me in the story. Let me know that you're out there. I always love to hear from you. So thanks again for being here and, uh, I will see you soon on the next episode. Take care.